what kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Jamie. My name is Caitlin. And this is our podcast about how women are portrayed in movies. Yeah, it's the Bechdel cast. It is. Uh, and so today this is my first time talking to anybody today, so that's oh my why God. I don't know how to f- string a sentence together. I only talked to so- I talked to someone at the DMV today. He was very nice. His name was Arnold, and he was like, "Why don't you have a driver's license?" And I was like, "Honestly, it's a really long story." And 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 he was like, "Okay, don't worry about it. It's fine." <laughs> uh, so we're very close now. Good. Yeah. Last time I was at the DMV, I cried in oh, public. No. Because I failed the written test. You have to take, like in California, I had to switch over my Massachusetts license and I had to retake the written test, which I did not pass because they asked me questions that were not relevant to me at all. They're like, how do you strap in a car seat or something like that? And I was Mm -hmm. like, I ain't never having kids. Was that not an option? That was not an option. That was not an option. They did not let me choose that. (laughs) That was not like F. Ain't never having kids. Unbelievable. I know. The system is rigged. It really is. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Arnold at Window 4 at the Glendale DMV. He saw my birth certificate today, which is good. It's amazing I still have it because I've been passing it around uh, at stand-up stuff recently just to like... Why? I don't know. But (laughs) uh, I don't know. People enjoy it though. Cool. Yeah. Hey, should we talk about movies? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take it you know, we should, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's talk about movies. Yes. As we mentioned, this is a podcast about the portrayal of female characters in movies. Sure is. Whoops. A lot of movies don't do it very well. Sure don't. And we're going to call it out. But this movie actually does. Well, we'll talk about it. Wee, wee. But we're here with a guest and let's introduce her. Okay. Again, I'm very bad at talking today. I. I wish I was drunk. Okay. I, where's the mic's hard? That's Where is the it? question. Where uh, is the mic's hard? Anyway, our guest here with us today, she's a very funny stand-up comic. She is a writer on The Late Late Show with James Corden, and she has her own podcast called Angry Little Goats, which she co-hosts with Will Weldon, who you might remember friend from our Mad Max Fury Road episode. A friend of the cast. The, friend of the, the cast. The episode we got all that hate mail about. Yeah, we did. Yeah, from all those steampunks. <laughs> and now we have a new friend of the cast, <laughs> yeah. our guest, Eliza Skinner. Hello. Thanks Hi. for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What kind of, did you really get uh, hate mail when Will came on? We Well, it wasn't specifically about It him. wasn't directed oh, As much as we would love <laughs> to blame him for it. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I, I was the target of most of the Why? most of the vitriol. Well, because we did uh, Mad Max Fury Road was the episode mm-hmm. we did with Will, and I I guess called out the steampunk culture a little too hard. <laughs> 
I guess I, I was a little too tough on the steampunks. And apparently the steampunks are listening to the podcast. Oh, because hello, steampunks. Heard, hey, shout out to all of, all you dirty <laughs> steampunks out there. We still got, we still have beef. I think that maybe steampunks, that's the only okay prejudice to have <laughs> is versus steampunks. I think it's, I don't even know if it's that much of a real thing, like, I, I worked on a show one You're time. You're preaching to the choir. Where we were like, hey, <laughs> oh, we need to find there. steampunk people. Like, I, as far as like a lifestyle thing. And nobody, n- no, we couldn't find anybody. Um, we found, we ended up finding one lady who, when she showed up, she's like, oh, no, this isn't my life. I just have this outfit and get paid to wear it for parties sometimes. I'm like, oh, well, well there are festivals. Are I got a group onto a, a steampunk festival once because I just wanted to face my fears. Did you go? Ugh, yeah, I went. What? Was it super fun? It was in Massachusetts. It wasn't. It was upset. <laughs> Everyone, there were just gears and, and suede vests. It was disgusting. <laughs> it made me sick. Well, hey, the movie we're talking about, I think, has no trace of steampunk culture. No, no so, steampunk culture in this one. Yay for that. Space culture. The, a lot of space culture. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. the movie we're talking about is Alien. Yay! Yay! From 1979, directed by Ridley Scott. Eliza, yes. When did you first see this movie? What's your history with it? Gosh, I don't know. I, I I must have probably seen it for the first time in high school. I remember when Aliens came out mm-hmm. because there the cover of um, Mad Magazine was like one of the first Mad Magazines I I had. They did a parody of it. Yeah, and I didn't understand at all, but I was like <laughs> fascinated. So then when I was older, I saw that. So you saw yeah. Aliens before Alien. Yes, got it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I must have been in high school when I finally saw Alien. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jamie? Uh, yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As Do you like sci-fi? Um, I don't even know that I like movies very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like, I like uh, cartoons and, and television. Uh, but I, I, and true crime. And tr- oh, and true crime. Yeah. Yes. So did you know, what did you know about it going into it? Um, I knew that I had to keep reminding myself that it was not Aliens, which I watched the first 10 minutes of before realizing I should be watching Aliens. Ah, shoot. That spoiled so much stuff for you. Yeah, I mean, it did. But also, I, you know, sci-fi is like not my area of extreme interest. So I was sort of going into this one like... All right, we're gonna we're forcing yourself through this. <laughs> we're gonna get through this, Jamie. It's gonna be fine. I got some Jack in the Box. I, I hunkered down and watched the first ten minutes of Aliens, <laughs> and then all of it. You're like, why is Bill Paxton in this? I oh my god! And then I and then I wanted to watch Big Love, but it wasn't an option. Time was of the essence. Sure. Well, yeah, like yeah, because one of the interesting things I think about Alien is uh, that initially watching it. Um, audiences didn't know who the protagonist was going to be. Right. Yeah. So it sorts so kind of unfolds in an interesting way the the, mm-hmm. the evolution of each character. I had enough peripheral knowledge of, of like Sigourney. We- like I yeah. I knew who was the focus, but uh, other than that, I was just like it takes place in space <laughs> and there's a movie that is frustratingly sounds exactly like it that I will get confused with. But it's space working class. It's true. Yes. It's yeah. A, they're like space the plumbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What type of ore? We don't know. Not, Not important. <laughs> space ore. Space ore. <laughs> moon ore. Mm-hmm. Moon or I... not moon. <laughs> I saw the movie, I think, probably in college for the first time, and I think I saw Aliens, like, right after it, too. But those are the only two I've seen. I have not. I'll be honest. I prefer Aliens. I think I do, too. I think that Alien is the better movie mm-hmm. and certainly better acted because, my goodness, does Bill Paxton give an insane performance in Aliens. Uh, but Don't talk shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> I will flip out. I know. I mean, he's enjoyable to watch. He's given some pretty cheesy dialogue, and his acting is extremely over the top, which I think is perfectly appropriate Have for that type of movie. Have you seen him in Twister? <laughs> he's I... awful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's capable of performances that range from uh, bad to good. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> all. Bill Paxton for you. R.I.P. But yeah, I think Aliens is definitely more my speed of like an action. Yeah. Guns and stuff. Again, I'm very good with yeah. words today. 
but, and they're, they're, they're creeping around. Yeah. It's honestly, I did not ever really draw this parallel until a, a recent rewatch of Aliens, but it is quite similar to Jurassic Park in, its, in terms of its like story structure, at least, mm-hmm. um, well, which is one of my favorite movies ever. So I was like, oh, man, this is basically just like Jurassic Park, but with aliens instead of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jamie, did, did you like the movie? Did you like Alien? I did. I enjoyed it as much as I could enjoy a sci-fi movie. Like, I, I <laughs> like it's it's definitely not my wheelhouse, but I, I, you know, it's like once you get into it, you're like, OK, there's going to be a creature. It's going to be covered in goop. We're going to. We're going to beat the creature up. More goop. Uh, so I was ready for creatures and goop. Sure. So I enjoyed it. What is your wheelhouse, if that's not? My wheelhouse uh, is kind of all over the board. I, I like old. I mean, most of the movies I like are, are older, which we don't usually cover here. Um, like mid-century older? like Yeah, like okay. 40s and 50s oh, okay. um, is, is Much better jam. female characters back then. Uh, sometimes. More complex. Yeah. A lot of yeah. times, I think. They, yeah. They, they, yeah. they let them be... They at least have personalities, even yeah. when they're for you know confined to the house. <laughs> um, I love sci-fi, but I have a real bias against boy stories, yeah. um, stories that are just like all about dudes from a male point of view. Like I really, it's not. I don't look at them and then judge them. I just honestly cannot connect with them. Right. But I love sci-fi, and so I've found a lot of um, sci-fi that kind of works around that for me, um, especially books. Yeah, You've probably even like my love of sci-fi books kind of brought me into that makes liking sense. movies a little bit more. Well, it's time for the <laughs> Caitlin recap. Caitlin recap. Okay. This story revolves around a crew on a spacecraft called mm-hmm. the Nostromo, mm-hmm. and they have just come back from mining the moon ore or whatever. They're woken up from their like hyper sleep because there's a, a distress signal or something like that coming from a planet. They're like, oh man, we got to go check it out. And it's a crew of seven people. There's Dallas, played by Tom Skerritt. He's the captain. Then we've got Brett, which is Harry Dean Stanton. Kane is played by John Hurt. Ash is Ian Holm. Parker is Yafit Koto. Then we've got Ripley. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sigourney Weaver, and then Lambert, which is Veronica Cartwright, and don't forget Jonesy the cat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's you the crew. introducing um, <laughs> Jonesy as himself. <laughs> you know that uh, apparently that it was originally all male characters. Mm. It doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, it was written um, all supposedly written gender neutral, but that means men. They yeah. they were the males, men. And I've heard one of the drafts of it was done by Walter Hill, who did for 48 Hours, mm. um, another 48 Hours, and Streets of Fire, and a bunch of stuff. Um, and he just changed, he and his writing partner changed those two characters into women, but then didn't change any of the di- other dialogue, which Interesting. I think is, uh, an in- yeah, like a smart thing to be taken away from that. I mean, Amy Poehler at one point, I know, is famously quoted as saying, someone was like, they don't know how to write for women. She was like, just write a man, and then give it a woman's name yeah Yeah. just write a person yeah because guess what women are people whoa what crazy yeah crazy that's interesting i mean and that checks out with ripley's character is there's not i don't know there's she's not put upon as a like that's not central to the plot which i thought was no kind of refreshing like it is in fact very like cold and unlikable yeah which you never get to see i mean or if you do it's like extremely demonized and that's very rarely you know the central character Mm -hmm. which is nice yeah because people love bad boys (laughs) they love a bad boy people love seven seasons of a prestige bad boy uh but we never get we never get even 90 minutes of a bad girl yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the, the oh, very good recap. Sorry, no, sorry, sorry. it's okay. We encourage tangents. That's what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. So they're on a ship and they're awoken because there's like a, a weird distress signal of some sort coming from a planet. So they go to check it out. And a few of the guys are like, oh, man, we're, what's this weird alien ship that's on this planet? And John Hurt is like, oh, man, there's some weird pods I better go look inside one and then a weird hand alien is what i would like to describe it as sure attaches itself to john hurt's face uh, a face hugger a little face hugger <laughs> that's what they we call them face huggers <laughs> <laughs> 
And they're like, oh, geez, John, let's get you back to the ship. But and it, Ripley. It, it goes straight through his helmet. Yeah. 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 It's quite the face hug. It is a very yeah. intimate face hug. One of the, well, I mean, those and the pods are like the beginning of the the overt sexual imagery. Mm. Like mm-hmm. really, really gross. Oh, yeah. There's because some. Because pussies are gross. Pussies um, are pussies disgusting. Are and they yeah. lay it on thick here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So uh, they're like, we got to get John back on the ship. And Ripley's like, oh, that's kind of like breaking protocol. He's got to go through quarantine. She straight up is like, no way. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. ag- that's against protocol. That's not happening. No. And it all, like, everything would have been fine mm-hmm. if they just listened to her. But everybody's like, what a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. Uh, rules were made to be broken, so we all get killed by aliens. <laughs> be cool about it, Rip. Yeah, totally. So they've, they let him, the face hugged uh, John Hurt onto the spacecraft. Sure. And he's in a coma, and they're like, how do we get this thing off? And they try to cut it off, and then it bleeds acid. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, fuck, man, that's crazy. And then all of a sudden, he's alive and well again. So they're like, oh, this is fine. And then he gives birth through his chest, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, there's a, a lot of birth in in. Oh yeah, this, yeah. There's lots of dicks, lot lots of pussies, of... lots of birth. The um, when the facehugger's on him, you know, like so, like what's happening is he's impregnated. Yeah, it's impregnated. Yeah. So he's like basically shoving his facehugger dick down his throat, kind yeah. of. Um, and what one of the things I find kind of funny about it is after it dies, like after it falls off and it's just like dead, uh-huh. and I'm like. <laughs> Dude, I get it. <laughs> we like, have all uh, been there. Snooze city, right? At this point, just like, don't even touch me. I just want to be a dead spider thing. I already don't jizzed down your throat. <laughs> so that's it for me. Speaking of jizz. Uh, <laughs> ooh, slick transition. Oh. <laughs> Ian Holm, a.k.a. Ash, mm. a.k.a. the fucking cyborg robot guy. Spoiler! Full, <laughs> full of jizz. Yeah, he's got jizz blood. Man, so it's much. It's the worst blood. kind of blood. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. Uh, Will and I actually talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago that we're like, what's the worst kind of sci fi blood? And we were both like, milk blood. But it's really jizz blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the worst. Totally. And so, then he's all covered with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Skipping ahead. Skipping ahead. I took, I took a few screenshots there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, you know, the, I feel like that's the kind of screenshot when someone's you trying to get you, away. to get you to send them like a, like, like a sexy. Right. I'd be like, oh, wow, me after. Seeing your fucking <laughs> gross dick pic, I'm just covered in jizz goop, spiritually speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So John Hurt's like, man, things are great. And then he, uh, an alien bursts out of his chest, killing him. And then the alien's like, all right, see ya. I'm going to go hide over here now. So they're like, oh, shit, we got to go catch this thing. And the crew starts looking for it, and somehow in a span of like, what seems like a few hours, yeah, <laughs> come here, come here, it grows to adulthood in I don't know a day or something. It's crazy. They it's all grow so fast. <laughs> you know, yeah. it feels like a day, but I feel like they don't place enough like you know like coming of age nostalgia in in regards to how quickly they really don't i wanted to baby see that up. alien's journey I'll where was to adulthood where was uh, <laughs> uh, i never realized until you just said that uh that that was the same alien i was just like suddenly there's all these aliens on the ship <laughs> yeah like, no, i didn't get that it was the same one who grew up yeah, yeah. i'm dumb no um i mean they don't it's, it's confusing because it's literally a baby fetus alien basically and then in the next scene you see it, which is presumably a, a few hours later. It's not really it would have been addressed. cool to it's... have gotten like a few, like like some like screeching, growing pain sort of moments right. of it. I feel like that would have been cool, like like sh- like a shadowy, like or like found some sh- some some um, leftover skins. Well, uh, Harry Dean Stanton does do that. He, oh well, there he, we he, go. Like, yeah, but again, it's, I was probably like, it's all the aliens. There's so many <laughs> of them. <laughs> That's like a sci-fi horror trope that I like when uh, when creatures are growing and then you see like their their shoulder blade like pop out mm-hmm. and and Ooh, they yeah. shed and there's uh, more goop. I think that that's my generalization of the genre. Just goop. All that pussy goop. goop. All that goop. It's pussy goop. <laughs> yeah, pussy goop. And a little dick goop, too. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, the, the full-size alien is a dick with a pussy with a dick. <laughs> yeah. Is oh wait is this for children? I th- uh, no. Yes, we have an audience this that reaches like ages seven to twelve. Okay, so we're gonna have the, to cut the alien a lot our is, on radio. The Disney. alien is a is a nanny with a cuckoo and a nanny. 
I have never heard any of those words to describe any genitalia. I'm having fun. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh no, am I missing? But things? they sounded right, right? They right. sounded good. Okay. Yeah, they sounded, if that sounded like a fun way to, to, to tell a child what to call their dick. Totally. Hey, nani, nani, and that's a cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which one's which? Nani is. I think a nani's a dick, and a okay, cuckoo cool, is a cool, vagina. Cool. Oh, see, I was saying it the other man. Okay, we could do it the other way. I was thinking cuckoo because like a like a cock. I was thinking of a woodpecker. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. You know, either way. You know what? Uh, Fluidity. Anything could be anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the crew goes off looking for this alien, and they basically get killed one by one. And then Ripley's like, "All right, well, I guess I gotta fix everything." And then (laughs) she escapes into the shuttle, but oh, surprise! And uh, the alien's there, and she's like, well, fuck you then. And she blows out onto space, and the end. So only she and Jonesy the cat survive. Except, do you know the original ending? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) The original ending was, you know, she, like, makes her final, like, um, little statement Mm. in the the log. The original ending is that the same statement, Mm -hmm. but then the camera reveals that the voice is coming out of the alien's mouth. That she is dead, and the alien is the only one who's living. And somehow the alien knows how to talk like well, people, it, which is yeah. silly. <laughs> yeah. It's the goofiest thing. That's a good but, alien. Um, but yeah, and the the studio was like, mm, "That seems goofy. Let's not do that." And also, it's a bummer. So see, they, they I would have. I, I feel like if Sigourney Weaver's character was a man, I wouldn't mind that ending very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. It would just, or it would bother me less because that's still like a hokey ending yeah. of like it's the amazing. alien it learned to speak English, which actually is kind of inspiring in its way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it grew that fast. Yeah. I mean, it should have a few degrees by the end of the movie. Exactly. He, the alien should have a PhD. <laughs> I mean, it's now a good time to mention my master's degree in screenwriting. Oh I don't God. like to bring it up, <laughs> oh my God. but mm. you guys were the ones who mentioned it. So I don't I think I did. Definitely, yeah. It's crazy definitely that we did not mention my master's. for that comment. Mm. Okay. Anyway. I would disagree. Anyway, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, also the um, the the chestburster scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be the only person in the world who experienced seeing spaceballs before seeing this. I also, yeah. Yes. So when it happened in spaceballs, <laughs> yes. I didn't understand it, but I was like, hilarious. <laughs> and uh, my mom was like, "Well, it's from this movie," and I was like, "Don't spoil it. I'm loving it." <laughs> yeah, I definitely saw spaceballs long before I saw Alien, and did not really get the reference. But now that I've seen Alien, <laughs> oh, that seems even more hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there is another like spoofy uh, parody movie uh, that you may be familiar with: Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Two. Uh, Hot Shots Part Deux is one of my favorite movies ever, and it Part Deux, uh, Part Deux, mm-hmm. and it parodies a number of films that I had not seen when I was, but I still thought it was the funniest movie ever. I was like, man, this is hilarious, and then I, but I didn't understand any of the references. <laughs> cool story, Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So this is basically a movie about Ripley, like the strong female character. Being like, hey, you guys, you're dumb. We should we should do this thing that's the right choice. And everyone's like, no. Everybody's <laughs> like, that's really unlikable. And it's unattractive. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, but it's the right thing to do. And they're like, mm, we don't like you and you're never going to have your own TV show. And then I'm like, no, wait, this is about her, not me. There. <laughs> <laughs> Making it way too personally. Um, I mean, can we presume that the reason that the rest of the crew is always like, no, Ripley, we're doing it our way. Who cares about standard procedure? Can we presume that it's because she's a woman? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's because she's a woman because it is like the compassionate choice when they do that. Mm-hmm. They're, it's never like, should we have cake or pie? It's like, should we let somebody to die or <laughs> yeah and so it's it, I, like i will say that i uh, i don't think it's because she's a woman and i think that's part of the like future utopia that they're trying to sell us where it's like look there's all kinds of different ages of people and races of people and they all work together and genders of people mm-hmm. and they get respected just as like whatever yeah, yeah. i mean they're it's not super surprising to hear that the characters were sort of written with the intention of being not genderless but um could be a man or a woman just because yeah Sigourney Weaver being a woman does not seem to factor in that much in the way that she's treated I think that like what's most interesting about her character that wouldn't be interesting per se if she was a man was uh 
was the coldness and like the clinical, like by the book attitude that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that would be a character as a man, but it wouldn't be unusual. Yeah. She's straight up unlikable. And yeah. uh, they literally don't have her save the cat until the end. She, <laughs> you must oh, understand yeah. that with your degree. Of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and again, when I think it must've been so cool to see it and not know anything about it and just be like, who's that bitch? And I guess it's about this Dallas guy, he's the captain. I'm sure that's who this story is all yeah. about. Or, you know, these, these fun-loving engineer fellas <laughs> or rapscallions. Yeah. Um, Wait, so you guys find her unlikable? Because, yeah, I think they yeah. kind of, like, paint well, her as they unlikable. They do, but I But still, she goes on a journey. And, for sure, but I don't know. I'm, like, I was on board with her from, like, minute one. I'm like, yeah, they shouldn't bring this guy who's been attacked by this face-hugging alien creature yeah it's probably gonna end poorly maybe do i think this because what i what i know of horror sci-fi movies (laughs) maybe i mean it's not called ship with no alien on it (laughs) right right you know when you're starting a trip something's happening it could also be that i am an unapologetic rule follower because i'm terrified (laughs) of authority and i'm just like you do love love rules rules. i love rules i wish i didn't i hate myself because i do i say F the rules. <laughs> oh, I like wow. to buck authority. <laughs> um, I'm actually the same way, and I and I do did find that a way to kind of relate to her and respect her. But I, but you could also see the, the whole rest of the crew was like in it for each other and like looking out for each other. Yeah. And she's the one who's yeah. being the jerk. The way I saw that dynamic was like she's the boss, and the boss does not break the rules, and all the. I guess subordinates, uh, as it were, are way more likely to break the rules. But and she's not even the boss. Like, she's not the captain of the ship or anything like that. She's not even she's first science... in command until a few other people die. Yeah. No, right. she, uh, Ash is like is the science Ash... officer. I thought she and Ash were sort of like I counterparts. Were, like, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm not entirely. Yeah, I don't really know what her role is. Because they're the ones who she she's like, they're the, they, they bicker about it because he clearly being who and what he is is like no get him a in the ship filled let's, robot. let's get him in the ship yeah <laughs> i want to see and then when, uh, and when they bring him in and it's that face hugger through the helmet is just like an egg with a vagina in it it's like the most <laughs> there this weirdly is like a very scary Georgia painting. yeah <laughs> apparently the pods you know the the eggy pod things that they find, yeah. Um, and they they kind of like open with the four petals. It originally was just two. It was just oh, a like straight a up vagina. Labia <laughs> majora. Yeah. And again, the, the the network was like, um, that's too much. <laughs> Add a they couple had to extra flaps, them. gang. <laughs> yeah. There's. Yeah, they were. Like, they yeah. they said that they they were scared they wouldn't be able to show it in like Catholic countries or something. Oh yeah. Double the flaps, double the fun. That's what I always say. Yeah. Ooh, I got an audible laugh from Aristotle on that (laughs) one. Got it. (laughs) You earned it, baby. We know what he's into. (laughs) Aristotle loves double flaps. (laughs) Are you guys going to put that on a t-shirt? I'm suggesting you should put that on a t-shirt. Yes. Or an enamel pin. Those are hip now, right? Oh, yeah. People love the pins. Yeah. But little picture of the egg. The pod and uh, and a banner on it that says Aristotle loves double flaps, <laughs> and then just let the people interpret it as yeah, they will. Sure, yeah. mm-hmm. that was Geiger H R Geiger. Is that his name? The designer? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, he did all the like creepy uh, space sex design. There, yeah. there seemed to be. I mean, I don't know the, but like the practical effects uh, in this movie were Great. so cool, especially yeah. for that good. era. Yeah, I, I, think. I mean, even the scene where Ash's head is off and his body is like flopping around mm-hmm. um, and he's clearly just like there with like the head flap kind of over him, but it still looks kind of flawless. It, yeah, it looks great. cool. Yeah, because there's, I mean, it's just a big mess these days. <laughs> I don't know that it just looked real. Well, they would have like CGI the crap out of it and yeah. then it would right. look fake. And it would be, yeah. yeah. And the head would be floating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the only part where I was like, oh, this is kind of dumb, is like when the, the baby alien bursts out of the chest and like you see it kind of like scamper across the table. Oh, and I like, liked that. <laughs> I liked I'm it. like, that's clearly like uh, someone doing some puppetry that's not very good. And you're like, ooh, cute baby. Yeah. <laughs> or even the, the look, like it bursts out and it sort of looks at everyone like, yeah. hello, I'm a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a very like not the mama kind of moment. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Like, are you my mama? Yeah. And then, uh, I'm the baby. Or what, what's the Alison Bechtel book that I can never remember the name of? Uh, it's Are You My Mother? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it says when it bursts out of That's John also Hurt's a Dr. Chest. Seuss book. Are you my yeah. mother? Yeah. I, I'm just, I know that she's, that Ripley is not like a warm character. She's mm-hmm. like very by the book in terms she of rule. But, and she does become yeah. like more in the director's cut. There's a scene where, um, oh man, what's the other woman's name? Lambert. Yeah, I knew it was with an L. Where she straight up hits her when they come back in. Yeah, just slaps her across the jaw. Fine. Yeah, I made a hater. note that like it was kind of a bummer to see like the two women characters that there are in this movie be kind of hostile to each other. But then I was like, right. wait, Ripley is just hostile towards everyone because she's yeah. almost always telling someone yeah. to fuck off or. Screaming at their face. And it's justified. I think that, you know, women should, these female characters should be allowed to have to be a full range. They Mm -hmm. don't always. I I also find it a a little um, obnoxious when it's all like cat fighty. But I didn't feel like that was. No, no, I don't think so. was happening here. Yeah, that was just Ripley being like. if you want to be real technical about it, not the only female character. Um, Mother the ship. Mother the ship. Yeah, Yeah, true. true. So, yeah. I was really hoping Jonesy was a, a girl cat so we could just have one more. Did they did, did they nail down what, what kind of cat? Jo- no, I guess not. But maybe Jonesy, uh, maybe. I, I just assumed based on the name that it was a, a boy cat. But yeah. And again, in Aliens, the cat becomes a little girl. I mean, it doesn't become a little girl, but like the she same. She transfigures into a girl. <laughs> that's like, like, like the same role as uh, Harry Potter one. <laughs> <laughs> the same role is done, but or, or the plot device is little girl instead. Right. Oh, and then um, and the, in Alien, the the, yeah, the, the, the queen alien. bee is yeah. a lady, a lady same, alien. Does she say she calls mother a bitch? In this, I think she calls the alien a bitch. To, like, get yeah. away from her, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great line. Yeah. Basically, I just like how throughout the entire story, Ripley is given a bunch of agency. She's making decisions that are usually not obeyed, but she's definitely playing an active, like a very active role in the Mm -hmm. story. So Mm -hmm. we're used to seeing female characters like, you know, I want to like, I'm just going to sit here and not really do anything and not really decision. Right. But she's just like, this is what we're doing. Listen to me. This is what has to happen. No one does, and mm-hmm. they pay the price for it. Right. Yeah, so I just thought it was uh, super cool yep. to see her being like, fuck off, you guys. Listen to me. Here's the right choice. Do what I say. <laughs> You're well, painting a picture of yourself. Like, Ripley is badass. I wanted to talk a little bit about Lambert mm-hmm. because of I read some background on uh, her character, because I guess that Veronica Cartwright uh, arrived on set believing she was going to play Ripley. Oh! What? And then they were like, actually, sorry, bitch, you're Lambert. And she was not happy with it. And uh, But particular took issue with the character of Lambert and how Lambert is, is more fearful and expresses a lot of the fear. And I guess the function of that character uh, or the way she was written was, you know, she represents the audience and like what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess that uh, Veronica Cartwright took issue with that of like, hmm. why does that have to be the only female character besides Ripley slash why did no one tell me? I'm not <laughs> really yeah, I feel like right. that's, that's the big question. That's yeah. actually what happened. Yeah. Um, because on, on the other hand, you could make a case for it's very interesting to have the audience to to expect the audience to relate to these two female characters in the most significant ways right. in this sci-fi alien movie. Instead, right. Because, yeah, I didn't really feel any connection with any of the other ones, except maybe Ash, because we're introduced to him mostly as the one who's kind of pushing against Ripley. Everybody else was like, they seem like cool dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, really they're know. All pals. But, yeah. I also find it interesting that it was, it's a very classist kind of movie that you, I mean, they kind of move away from that, but the whole beginning is them being like, you know, how many shares do we get? Like, clearly they were willing to do whatever within reason just Mm -hmm. to get this payday. Right. There's no executives aboard. There's no, like, higher socioeconomic class people in there. Um, The guy who comes across as though he is, the one with the British accent, who (laughs) seems much fancier, is not human. (laughs) Right. It's not a person at all. I love the 
fancy British intro. <laughs> it's the best. We, they couldn't program him to have an American accent. No, <laughs> they were like on the design. Right. They're like, he's he's fancy. And that's the hint that you should have picked up on <laughs> the whole time. The only fancy one. Of course, he's an android. Yes, they're an evil people. Yes. The fancies. <laughs> oh, God. That's like Bill Nye in so many movies, especially my favorite bad movie, I, Frankenstein, where, oh, <laughs> uh, boy, is that a remarkably bad movie. I love, like, that's a fun one. That's a fun bad. <laughs> I, I got one of my one of my biggest Twitter pops ever was after I walked out of that and t- tweeted that it was the best movie ever written by an Evanescence album in the Sega Genesis. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and it's still one of my top ranking tweets. It's oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I don't know why people cared about that movie. Twice in theaters. I why? So why? It was a fun one. Oh, wow. And also, that was like the kind of peaceful cinematic experience where like there was never anyone else in the theater. I really <laughs> got to experience I Frankenstein. Uh. It felt very personal. Oh my god! Like that movie, what we should disaster. do that. It's a disaster. And they pop it. I'm sh- you. They you know they thought that they were like launching a, a oh, whole a franchise franchise because they left it open at the end. Yeah. Like who you well, know was there going to be Jay like Frankenstein? I, oh, I was you yeah, Frankenstein. Dracula. You Frankenstein. <laughs> they Frankenstein. Aaron who Frankenstein? <laughs> Who's Frankenstein? <laughs> uh, but Bill Nye in that movie, anyways, is is the fancy man who that wonderful thing like Christopher Walken and Geely do they are they aware that they're in a movie did they just walk in they're like say something British and he's like all right uh, and then they're like say something sciencey and then he does that and then he just steals a bunch of food from craft services and goes home <laughs> yeah like that's the kind of anyways by the way I'm pretty sure the fancy guy I'm pretty <laughs> sure you hold the record for number of Geely references anyone has made <laughs> Ever, I, 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 wait. When you said, I feel bad. I say it like when everyone's you were, like, "Oh yeah, Christopher Walken and Geely." When you were evasive about your wheelhouse, yeah. Did you mean it was Geely? I think it might be <laughs> only Geely. Yeah. The films of Martin Brest are really speak to me. T- Titanic and Geely, Titanic and, and the Jinx is what your wheelhouse. <sighs> the is. Jinx. Oh man. Yeah, I have to unsubscribe from HBO now because I told myself I would do it when Big Little Lies was over. But uh, unfortunately, I do want to watch The Jinx again. <laughs> the whole thing? The whole thing. I've seen it nine times, but it's time to see it ten times. Sure. Wow. Yeah. I got to cross over into Double Digits, baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> alien. Back to oh, yeah, Alien. Alien. Movie. To Alien. I just want to keep harping that <laughs> I just love how persistent she is. Because, like, everyone keeps being like, no, Ripley, shut up. we got to save this life. And she's just like, no, you're putting us all in danger. Yeah, she doesn't doubt herself. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Uh, also impressive was how white the white areas of the ship were constantly, mm-hmm. given yes. how dirty and nasty the rest of the ship was. <laughs> right. And that there was That's no true. cleaning crew. There well, were no fingerprints. Like, what was the janitorial situation yeah. there? I would have loved, I, I really, I, I tweeted about this this morning and got so many actuallys from dudes. I was like, I'm taking this down. Fine. Cause like, it, I was like, it's too pristine. This and um, Discovery One from 2001. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just okay. like pristine white spaceship interiors. Yes. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm filthy, but I have white walls. And I gotta, I gotta touch those up from time to time. Right. They turn to eggshell. Yeah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and, uh, and especially if you're going from, moon ore into pods there's a world no no footprints no nothing come on yeah and yeah and then the dirty parts are like very dirty disgusting yeah yeah especially when yeah there's i mean there's distribute that dirt a little bit jizz blood Mm -hmm. spraying everywhere there's There's jizz blood there's acid acid blood blood. who's cleaning it and which just eventually you got enough jizz blood enough acid blood you know there's got to be acid jizz someplace (laughs) that's true Or, or what Acid jazz. Just <laughs> pretty much the same. <laughs> Did you know that the genre of music in the cantina in Star Wars is called jizz? Jizz? Yeah. Really? Yeah. With, you know, if do, you... Do, 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 that's do, straight up jizz. Do, 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 do. Ooh, that's, that's smooth rock and jizz right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I want to be a jizz player. Jizz. I want to play some, some jizz. Super into jizz. Super into jizz music, guys. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, if you... If, someone asks you what you're like they're like what do you listen to you're like jizz, i love wait. 
jizz. What is and they're it? like, oh, we're we're just we're just getting to it. Is it <laughs> called jizz in the way that like elevator music is called like muzak? Is that maybe? I don't is? know. It's just it's it's one of those like the world sort of the the Star Wars world. I, oh, I'm I'm disappointing Aristotle so intensely <laughs> because it means so much more to him than me he's busy um, thinking about double flaps oh yeah <laughs> aerosol is putting on his triggered hat right now <laughs> yeah it's people love star wars so much they've just created every every question that could be asked about star wars has been answered someplace oh, okay. and so agreed upon in the star wars universe that's what that type of music is yes called. Okay. like no one there's never a scene where somebody's like hey what are those fools playing in the corner and someone else is like don't you know that's jizz <laughs> um, it's just something that you know if you if you google it though that's the answer you'll get I, I get it i got it i got it ripley's self-assurance i found very compelling and good to watch you know it's it's a it's great to see a female character like that but it did make me it harder for me to relate to her i'm like you know because she's so good at her job and and so on it and knows the rules backwards and forwards but the i don't know like and this isn't even a criticism but it's you know i'm pretty good at my job but i feel like i only hesitate (laughs) like there's so many you know points in any day where you're just like "Uh, uh," like there was i don't know maybe i would have like to maybe see like an, a crack like in a character of any gender though well i mm-hmm. think that it also it it's a little bit more justified in the sequel when she's already gone through all of this and right. so she's she's not she has more even more reason to be like no i'm like sure hardened. you really <laughs> gotta listen there. to me yeah, yeah. Uh, this is gonna suck but this is her um, first rodeo in regards to a lot of jizz right <laughs> the music or uh oh no not the music oh, okay. uh the the explosive uh milk blood oh, okay yeah. yes yeah oh yeah and this is where again in the sequel you know she, when she's confronted with an android she's like i hate you guys no i'm not gonna you can't be yeah. on the ship mm-hmm. um and he's like but i'm a nice one and he does and he, he ends nice up pretty, pretty nice um but also he d- we do see his jizz, jizz blood too um, <laughs> but i think one of the weirdest scenes in the movie that i was like we don't need this was the magazine rape yeah i was very yeah. i guess he was choking her yeah but, but that's by, like, a weird way to over. choke yeah. like you got hands man if you got hands to if you have hands to hold a rolled up magazine and try to shove it in a woman's mouth you have hands to wrap around her neck and choke her that way that speaks volumes thank you i did also <laughs> you can find put it that. on a pin <laughs> it's gonna be a long one though uh-huh. <laughs> it's two pins like, I had to distribute it. yeah i found that to be a very confusing way to try to like suffocate or kill someone. i think that it was just enough they were like oh we've gone a couple minutes without rape imagery what can we do yeah. oh i know they're like let's pay tribute to the genre <laughs> traditionally <laughs> Huh. You can't yeah. break too many barriers. Because, no. yeah, it, it wouldn't suffocate her. You can still, because it's a rolled up magazine. So she, it's yeah, a tube. A she gets to, I mean, it would hurt. It would be uncomfortable. Also, were her arms pinned down? Why was she not? Get off uh, me, I, dummy. I think she, she was. That feels like an just, easy thing to fight off. Right. I mean, not easy. Especially but then when everybody comes in. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parker. So I don't know if, like, robots have super strength or what. If they do, it... then again, choke her. Yeah. That's a much better... It, I mean... I like how we're advocating for, <laughs> for a woman to be choked. It's choke just her. a very... Cumbers- choke her! It's With a cumbersome scene. You son of a bitch. This, is, this happens in every episode at some point. <laughs> it's, it's like the... Rom-coms. Like Ridley Scott, or whoever made this choice, was, like, challenging themselves to, like, what's a more creative way... What's a, what's a more out-of-the-box way to get a rape on the screen? Like, we've already had the face hugger. Jeez, what's next? Where I to? guess, yeah, this magazine thing. <laughs> now... Let's talk about the part where John Hurt, a man, gets mm-hmm. essentially impregnated by yeah. an alien uh-huh. species and then essentially gives birth to it. Sure. Beautiful. Did a beautiful thing it? in any man's life. It's, it's just a natural <laughs> it's part. A special time. <laughs> I gotta say, as someone who is uh, terrified at the just very idea of childbirth, I really enjoyed having to see a man sort of go through with it. Yeah, see, but it's it, like now you know the pain. It it seemed less painful to me than <laughs> the idea of actual childbirth because <laughs> it came through his chest. Yeah, not as nani or as cuckoo. Right, <laughs> and he had the Those benefit of dying. <laughs> yeah, not having to raise it. Uh, <laughs> that would have been fun though if he was like, "Sorry guys, I gotta go. I got somebody to take care of now." My alien has after soccer. The alien. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many just like uh, sources of horror in this movie that don't come just from like this big alien mm-hmm. attacking people, which no, is one of the reasons. I mean, just it's all the it's it's the nannies and the cuckoos. Isn't that, that's, right. That's where all the grossness. That's <laughs> yeah. all, where all the terror comes from. I mean, and it really that bummed me out because I was like, oh no, are pussies like intrinsically terrifying? Because like when they looked into when they went into the it was an alien ship they went into, right? When they when they leave their ship, and I they think go that into, they did it. Yeah, yeah. They go in, and because there's like the there's the the space jockey there, and, everything. and it's it looks terrifying. And I was like, if they had walked into a thing that was like full of broken glass and like swords and sticks, all point, it would have been more physically dangerous, but it would not be as terrifying. Right. It wouldn't cause as much like terror and yeah. uncomfortability as this thing that's like looks like pussies right they're walking into two huge vaginas and then the walls are all you know <laughs> um the production design the is very geiger very spooky geiger's a real weirdo yeah um yeah he's a real pervert mm, for mm. sure well, <laughs> that must have been they were like we got to make this movie Ooh, you know who's a perv yeah. <laughs> we should call good old who's hr no he'll really creep it up that. for us <laughs> but yeah and so because like like you know how humans are um like hardwired to hate snakes yeah. And the shh in any language will get attention. And with most animals, too. Like, if you're having trouble with your cat and you're like, get off the counter and he just won't listen, try throwing a shh at him. Oh. They really, really? don't like it. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like a snake. And everything oh, that has evolved, wow. this is what I have read, that everything that's evolved now and that is currently an existing species, we're the ones who have not been murdered by snakes, uh-huh. um, among other things, sure. uh, other predators. But snakes are the ones that uh, they're just all over the place. They, they, they're, they're trying to get everybody. So we are hardwired to dislike snakes. Also, the way they move, because we can't for, figure out how they, how they move. So except we're like, for like neighborhood weed dealers who love snakes. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, them as pets. but even that, I feel like those people are like doing it to test themselves. They're oh, like, Look, yeah, I don't. I'm not even because you know, no one has a pet snake and and doesn't tell everyone about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in the same way, I was like, oh no, are we hardwired to be grossed out by pussies? Um, uh, coming from <laughs> someone who does not find pussies sexually attractive, I'm not sure. I'm not grossed out yeah. by them. Even though they are disgusting. See? Uh, <laughs> dicks are much grosser, though, yeah. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, we had some gross dicks in there, too. <laughs> I mean, their heads, that's like, come on, duo, take a second pass. That's just yeah. so obvious. <laughs> oh, well, it's like on. double dicks. <laughs> no, like, like a, it's like uh, Aristotle's uh, double flaps. Yeah, yeah. double dicks. <laughs> the scene where after the face hugger alien has like dislodged itself from John mm-hmm. Hurt's face and yeah. cummed all into his throat, mm-hmm. and it's dead now. <laughs> it's dead, and they're like kind of poking and prodding yeah. at it to be like, and oh, it's like, what? stop! I can't right now. <laughs> yeah. I just jizzed all I'm down that guy's throat. Give me a second. <laughs> just need a few minutes. I mean, it's very bad. Vaginal uh, mm-hmm. slash vulvic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring that word into just. You is know, that right? a word? Isn't that I a bottled water? So. Can I? Sti- <laughs> I was like, can I stick poke that word into my leg well, so I don't forget as it? I often <laughs> say whenever people say vagina, what they mean to say is vulva. Is vulva? Mm-hmm. So, is, <laughs> the vagina is the inside part. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying throat when you mean neck. Exactly, or throat when you mean face. Oh, or yeah. mouth or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, vulvic is a new word that is is a thing now. So you're welcome, everybody. Mm. The end. Okay. <laughs> Kaylin, I loved that story. Thank you. Hey, does anyone have any like final thoughts about the movie? If you haven't seen it yet. Well, we've ruined it. Yeah, it's ruined for you. Um, but you should see it. If you're a fan of Goop. If you're a fan of Sigourney Weaver or a fine-looking Tom Skerritt, really looking like like that hot true. history teacher, right? Yeah. If if you're a fan of uh, deceptive fancy men, uh, <laughs> and I mean, it was a fun. I mean, it's a fun movie. As a person that's not that into the genre, I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I Good. Did. Uh, I want to say that I did enjoy very much that the last three remain like surviving characters are two women and a black guy because mm-hmm. all the other four white dudes they're like bye you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah was, was it fun. hubris who knows but they they did they got dead they did they got their die on they got they very got dead. dead 
Uh, That's all that matters, as long as they get dead. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, does the movie pass the Bechdel test? I say yes with flying colors. With flying colors? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's no question about whether or not it passes, because I do agree that it does. There's a couple different scenes where Ripley and Lambert talk to each other. But mother. Would she throw mother, mother in there? That's where I'm talking flying colors. Sure. Because okay. <laughs> she's never like, mother, how's Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about his feelings. <laughs> She's like, shut this down. What are we doing? Mother, sometimes I feel like I'm never going to start dating. <laughs> like, yeah. Mother, I... Uh, no, I was going to make a weird period joke. All right. Um, <laughs> Something's happening it. to my body. Yeah, something, yeah. Can you explain Chest the burster. changes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a scene toward the beginning whenever they have woken up and they're like, where are we even? Ripley's like... That's not our system. That's not. That we're not in the right solar system, or whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's the first clue that things are wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Lambert is like, "I know that." So that's a conversation. <laughs> I know where two women are talking about not a man. And then later on, the other part that I noted where it passes the test is when it's after Dallas dies, and Ripley's like, "We're just going to proceed with Dallas's plan. We're going to try to trap this alien in like the air vents." Yeah, and, get the alien where we can't see it, and right. it has access to the entire ship. Yeah. It's a great plan. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then Lambert's like, and end up dead like the others? You're out of your mind. And Ripley's like, you got a better idea? And then she's like, yeah, let's abandon the ship. And everyone's like, no. no. So that's a, like, a <laughs> conversation. But like, uh, there may be other scenes where it passes the test, but those are the only two that I really Those are the ones noticed. I picked up on, too, but I also wrote down... Mother? Question yeah. mark? Mother? I don't know if I'm it's... willing to count mother. Oh, come on. Like, it, was a, it was not It was First of all, it was named, which is part of this. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like computer. And they decided to gender it. They could have called it X57. True. And in 2001, it's Hal. It's Do a dude. Do you think Hal That's and true. mother... They fuck. In fuck. In <laughs> Big Sponge- time. In SpongeBob SquarePants, it's Karen. Ooh. Oh. Plankton's computer wife. Cool. So, anyways, I'm more of a cartoon person. Than <laughs> there's a there's a, a computer friend in um, that movie Moon as well that Ke- Kevin Spacey voices. Oh, computer I friend. forget what his name is though. I just, I just remember that the um, the landing pod that he's waiting for is uh, uh, Eliza. Ooh. So through the whole movie, they're like Eliza is a lot closer, and I'm like, stop! Hi. I won't get there if you keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so the movie passes the Bechdel test. We are now going to rate the movie on our nipple scale. Ooh. So we have a, a scale that is zero to five nipples. We Uh-oh. rate it oh, no. based what on ha- it. Who is that? That's not right. Uh, that is, I... It is me. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what what you're talking about. This is a great scale to be rating a movie on, and I, just, we, I, I feel like you should never have nipples and fives. That's not the, <laughs> that's not the number that they should ever come in. It's like a peg leg of nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got one, and then the other one is wooden. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not the same, so, but it gets the job done. So it's like it's like three and a half women. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I give it three and a half women. <laughs> yeah uh is that your real yeah okay cool wait w- assuming that women have two nipples mm-hmm. each so wait that's like s- seven, seven nipples. nipples wait one two three four five three and a half times two is seven i said two and a half. Oh, two. Oh, sorry i yeah. think it's three and a half did i say i will never know I, uh, there's no yeah, way to go no back for us and to listen tell. to us you listeners you know <laughs> Okay, yeah, two no. and a half women. I liked, I will say that this most recent viewing and some of them, I feel like this is a movie. This is so gross. Uh, this is a movie you got to see on the big screen. Got to see on the big screen. And I tried to watch this during the day in my apartment, flooded with light. Uh, oh, so yeah. It was, I waited for a night. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it an idealized five. I'm going to... Maybe I'm don't give it a half nipple. It. I'm gonna walk out. No. <laughs> we often we start do kidding. though. We no, often do, but that's I'm so gonna, upsetting. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a whole number. Okay, <laughs> and it is. I think I'm gonna give it a four based on its portrayal of the women in it. Um, I do think Ripley is a total badass. Uh, I like that she is very persistent and she's intuitive. She knows 
I mean, maybe it's women's intuition. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Do I have any? I've never I don't made think a mistake. So. She's <laughs> just smart. Right. She's smart. She's good at her job. And uh, she is persistent. And I really enjoy seeing that on screen. She's yeah. sort of an Elizabeth Warren type, is what her? She, yeah. Nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know how quotes work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had any, like complaints about it i guess i don't know i just i was like maybe helping to see the relationship with the other female character to be like a little less hostile but that's not really who ripley is so i'm just like nitpicking here i think it maybe deserves a five nipple i'm not sure get back to me i'll tell you in a month (laughs) okay I'll give it, I'm going to give it four, but they're all, they're all sliced down the middle. Like, oh no. <laughs> like little What's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> just no crusts Ugh. on the noodles. Just. Well, there shouldn't be crust on them either. I mean, I don't, I just, I support that I don't detail. like crust. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> crusty nipples. I just. <laughs> I, what are they in a bucket? How is this? Oh God. Four of them. And then you just. Like a, but, Wait, what's the know. name of the production designer who H.R. Geiger? Uh, that's Geiger. who also production designs this <laughs> oh, podcast. The, the, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like my brain. Oh, yeah, no. he's like oh, in half. Put a little crust in there. Yeah. That's his famous quote. For me, he has a four because um, I like the genderless aspect to all of the characters, but that means that we don't really get a lot of perspective on gender in the way that. A five nipple movie usually. Uh, well, maybe gives us. maybe the perspective is it gets to be defined by the individual, right? But that's true. Maybe yeah. Uh, maybe this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, a lot of it is raising the roof right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe one day we'll all live in a society where our gender doesn't even need to be recognized. Ah, uh, or... probably not though. No, probably yeah. not. <laughs> um, no, no. It's we're we're like. Four or five months away from Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen that. But I did recently see A Knight's Tale, so I <laughs> think I'm caught up. <laughs> Same thing. Same I still thing. haven't seen the, the Hulu one, but I highly recommend the book. Mm-hmm. The well, book is terrific, yeah. Very much upset you right now. <laughs> it feels like a uh, not-too-far-away dystopian future. Mm. What am I going to recommend this week? I'm going to recommend uh, Season 2 of Golden Girls <laughs> and The Jinx. <laughs> preferably what, back, do you like the jinx back to back to back to back That's to back impressive. yes the jinx oh. this well i i okay i have a jinx viewing planned with my friend this weekend and it's the best way to watch the jinx is the jinx with no bathroom breaks oh <laughs> right so do you guys no. talk during it at all or is there no speaking uh it's more like screaming okay but, if you scream at the same time do you ever um well i've never jinx. watched it with this person before i love it <laughs> I was about to launch into a very long explanation of like, well, sometimes, you know, if it's someone you've watched it with before. And <laughs> I, I work with a bunch of British people because of the Late Late Show and then also the spinoff show that I worked on. The British people like employing other British people. But there's a lot of that kind of stuff about American culture they don't know. Jinx? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I lied a lot about the different things that you could get done with the jinx. <laughs> That's great. Yep. Uh, yep. I love I love a good like slow burn white lie <laughs> that'll embarrass them like months in the future. Yeah. it's oh, great. And I got him uh, the, the a showrunner on the show, uh, very nice guy. But he it got him so nervous about what phrases were actually not used here that <laughs> he would be like, mm, "Well, I'm going to go get a mug of coffee." Do you say that? Do you say no. mug here? No, no, no. What no. is that? A bin of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I just thought of something else about the movie that I have to say. It takes longer for the alien fetus to like gestate in John Hurt's chest than it does for the baby to reach adulthood. That That's why you know insane. that that's a precious life. Yeah. <gasps> right. Even when it's inside. <laughs> I mean, life begins... Whenever, at face hug. <laughs> at face hug. Whenever a weird alien species comes into your throat mm-hmm. and plants a baby in your chest. Mm-hmm. It's just That's... like mommy told you. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, man. This is ripe dirty talk, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Next time you're with the, with the fella, tell me one of them to <laughs> plant his alien seed in your guts. In your Face in your guts. hug me. <laughs> I shudder to think how many different disturbing ways a man could interpret that sentence <laughs> um oh. face hung me <laughs> oh good also um 
<laughs> like the, the since I, I, it sounds like you guys are kind of new to HR Geiger, this is like kind of the first time you hear yeah. uh, the mark of a real creepy dorm room. A Geiger poster. Ooh, interesting. What other movies has he done? It's not a movie. Like you could, if you Google him, you'll find like lots of concept art by mm, him. Okay. And, uh, and like when I was in school, at least they would have those poster fairs mm-hmm. for all the kids to go and decorate their posterless rooms. Uh-huh. And there was always a bunch of Geiger stuff. Every poster in a college room is so a warning it? sign. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm very creepy. horny. <laughs> oh, I'm so horny, baby. Yes, for these sticky robots. <laughs> it's just a bunch of sticky robots. Yeah. My college roommate had a cardboard cutout of Major Payne in <laughs> oh, no. our room for a full year and it, i never asked her how she got it but eventually like, it started next to her bed which i didn't like but then it started to inch out into the room which i really didn't like and then at some point i was like i like it you want me over uh eliza mm-hmm. thanks a ton for being here yes, thank you thanks a lot for having me uh, where can people find you on the internet they can find me on twitter at Addie eliza skinner um, or on Instagram at at eSkins. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. Should have made it all the same thing, but I didn't. And they can listen to my podcast, Angry Little Goats. That's right. Hey, what's making you a happy little goat today? <laughs> oh, wow. Today. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to answer. Well, I, I mean, I recommend The Handmaiden's Tale, but I feel like I've done that a lot. I, actually, I really want to go watch all of the Alien movies now because also mm-hmm. the, the new one coming out i'm very yes. excited for it. i'm hoping it will be a redemption from the awful prometheus, prometheus boy was that bad i have not seen alien three Ooh, or that's four. the one with uh was it charles s dutton i'm not no. sure um it's the um uh, it's the one where she's in like like space jail just a shaver head and everybody's oh. tough. Uh, hey, bald, space bald lady. The bald women rule. The yeah. bald women rule. She's Baldest in charge. Is she in, in charge? charge? Yeah. That's the rule. Um, I think at that point she's a clone. They, they start cloning Ripley. I believe oh. starting in the third movie. Because she's Maybe in the, the fourth best one. suited to fuck up all these aliens. Yep, exactly. Does huh. Sigourney so. Weaver count as women in STEM for this one? I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think she's a science officer. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's a STEM head. I thought of another bald woman woman movie which is uh, i love i love that this theory actually works <laughs> i don't know if it the works bald women are in charge it's the baldest very, woman in the movie is usually the in charge <laughs> it's the loftiest test <laughs> what um who is what bald about, in, what about empire records does that ruin it oh uh, you know what i have not seen that movie in so long that i don't remember uh, who was in it or I, what they look like i recently tweeted about loving dramatic haircuts in movies mm. and so all these people were like sending me head shaving scenes and i was like well, i didn't mean that i meant Grab your hair, scissors, slink. That's mm, like, yeah. I like that. Um, Mulan gets her hair cut with a fucking sword. sword. Yeah. No, That's but the tough. movie I was thinking of was uh, V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Gets a head shave in that. Yep. Another bald. But is she in charge? She's kind of in charge of her own life, so mm-hmm. she's maybe. I would argue that she's an authority figure. I mean, she's not the authority figure, but she's. An Didn't work for figure. Brittany. No. no. Hey, leave Brittany alone. <laughs> There's haha. Okay. I still think it's a triumph that she survived that year. I yeah. oh god. I I think she's great. I'm going to Vegas for the first time next uh month and I and I'm like I really want to go mm. see Brittany. I really do. You know, I understand it. I yeah. did. You did? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No. Oh no. It's not a great <sighs> show. She she's looks little, so tired. Yeah. That's yeah. what you, you feel like like you're like, oh, you didn't have to do this for me, Brittany. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> to make you. <laughs> and also, when they line up her songs like that, like one after another, it, you realize that it, it's like one, it spells out like um, like cut out newspaper letter style, like a huge cry for help. Oh, it's yeah. just like the songs are basically all like, I'm a sexy baby, and no one listens to me or knows <laughs> what I want or feel. I'm like, oh, how okay. long has it been since Brittany's actually felt that way? <laughs> like a sexy baby. Like I said, oh, well, I feel like she still does feel like a sexy baby. Yeah, I feel like she's like the the message of all of her songs are basically like, you just you just want to fuck me. That's yeah. it. I might still go see it. Yeah. And I don't want to tell you not to take <laughs> right. pictures with her costumes. But also I you do know that will. Mind Freak is there, too. Oh, shit. I'm only there for three days. I would Wait, say. Wait, what's Mind Freak? Is that that's Chris Mind Freak? <laughs> I am the Mind Freak. <laughs> there, I was recently considering going there just to like line up a bunch of ma- magic shows and just oh, that's a cool. go see a bunch of magic shows, dude. I so I'm that kind of dork. Would love to see Mind Freak. I used to love that show. I used to. I I don't know why, but Mind Freak was a 
my freak was my shit. That and I used to love the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Mm. <laughs> so like, we're finding out about your wheelhouse. My wheelhouse it's uh, garbage. It's like whatever is trash. My wheelhouse fucking sucks. <laughs> I like how this episode has become like the last half hour of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, where every time you think it's over, oh sorry, okay. we keep going. No, right. I've had so much fun. Get Thank you again, Eliza, for being here. <laughs> welcome again. Movie is oh, wonderful time. Go see the new <laughs> Alien movie. Uh, it might be good. All right. Bye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.